0: Hello, this is Justin Williams with the Wolfpacker Podcast. I'm joined today, as always, by co-host and editor of TheWolfpacker.com, Matt Carter. And today, if you are a Wolfpack fan, you know what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about arguably the best NC State-UNC football game in series history. If you were fortunate enough to be in Carter-Finley Stadium last night, you witnessed a game you will not forget for the rest of your life. I was fortunate enough to be here. I'm reporting live from Raleigh, so excuse the sound quality. I don't have my normal mic. Excuse the internet if we stream out a little bit here. I don't have my usual internet, but we are going to talk about this game, and we're going to do the best we can. And before we do that, some quick reminders for the listeners and viewers at home. Please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast wherever you listen to us. We're on the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, Google Play, everywhere you listen to podcasts. Plus, you can always. Watch us on our YouTube channel, where you should subscribe to our YouTube channel, give this video a thumbs up, and please drop a comment while you're at it. We're also on the On3 network now. The Wolfpacker is on the On3 network now, and here's a reason why you should pay a dollar to get an annual subscription to the On3 network, which unlocks all of the premium content on thewolfpacker.com. If you were a member of thewolfpacker.com today, Matt, you want to go down the list of everything that you did, and you want to tell... The viewers, what time you went to sleep last night uh, covering that game?
1: I turned turned the light out out at at 3 a.m. And And I'm back back at at it at about 7.30, 8 a.m. I was right right back at it. We 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 had had recaps 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 from State locker room. room. We We had had recaps recaps from UNC locker room. We We got every single tweet you could find on social media. media. We we got got what they're saying. saying. We had a column from Yours Truly, a column from Justin as well. We had the Quick Hits with all the numbers and Devin Leary moving up the record books. and uh, Also some nuggets about the senior day, which is, if you follow the war room, we've been, we've been talking a lot about who may walk, who may not walk, and what kind of decisions to look for going forward. So, you know, all of that was just part of the package, and in a, in a night like Friday night just kind of made it. And you and I were talking off the edge. You yeah, don't experience that game very often. And the only time I can recall that, it was on the other side of the coin. Uh, we'll mention his name once on the podcast, Giovanni Bernard.
0: It doesn't Bernard. hurt as bad after last night, though.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, that was kind of a similar circumstance. They had a seven-point lead, looked like they were going to... They just needed a first down or two to kinda of really put UNC away and they didn't. They punted and UNC quickly scored and then UNC gotta stop and stay punted and we know what happened happened then. So <laughs>
0: crazy, crazy rivalries. I
1: appreciated how many wild wild stuff happens in this rivalry.
0: Uh, there's so many storied rivalries throughout, you know, the Southeast, specifically the ACC-SEC a- crossover, because North Carolina State and North Carolina both play in the same conference. I think maybe, you know, sometimes it gets lost in the weeds of rivalry week, but uh, the fact that it was the standalone primetime game on ESPN on Friday night, I think, helped get a lot of eyeballs. It was, you know, the leading game on SportsCenter. What was it? Four hundred and fifty-six attempts with a similar scenario. Was it this season, or what, what? was the what was the criteria for that stat of like?
1: I think it's uh, we're down two scores or more with two and a half minutes left. I think they were zero and four hundred and fifty-one this season, or something or like that. that.
0: Yeah. Well, now one, four hundred and fifty-one. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, probably
1: it's the only one too.
0: So. I'd be interested to hear, why don't you drop, here? do this, if you are uh, a listener or if you're watching on YouTube, why don't you drop a comment, and I want honesty here from Wolfpack fans. If you're a Tar Heel fan, you can even pitch in too, but you know, honestly, I doubt any Tar Heel fans are listening to this podcast. This is a game they want to forget immediately. At, at, yeah, NC State fans, you get pleasure out of UNC losing, and you get pleasure out of seeing UNC fans Frustrated specifically with football, and that was like the creme de la creme last night of being a preseason top 10 program to finish the year like that, choking a last fourth quarter lead, two possession lead with just over two minutes to go to finish six and six and gonna play in some bowl nobody cares about. You know, Mm -hmm. early December, Sam Howell's not gonna play probably. So to see that, it really was a, a full circle moment. But here's what I want you to comment. Uh, on YouTube if you were at the game last night did you leave before the game was over and if you did leave when did you leave and if you did leave did you maybe uh, hear something on your way out and maybe came back into the stands because I will I'll I'll, I'll be the first hand up here okay so Matt's in the press box I'm in the stands went to the game as a fan I took a red eye from San Francisco Thanksgiving night, arrive in Raleigh, 6.30 a.m. on Friday morning. I'm tired. It's cold. It's like a 30-degree drop here from the California weather I've come become accustomed to over the past three months. You get out to Carter-Finley Stadium, it's it's about 36 degrees by the fourth quarter, man. It is cold out there.
1: Windy, and windy right?
0: And windy. And when wind, I mean... It was – let's just say we needed the extra layers of protection provided at the concession stands in the corners of Carter-Finley Stadium to get yourself through that game. Let's just keep it at that. (laughs) But when UNC made that – what was it, a 50-something yard field goal? It was a pretty long field goal uh, to make it a nine-point game there with just over two minutes to play. I thought, man, I've been out in this cold long enough. I sure as hell don't want to see these Carolina fans in this section celebrate this win. I've heard enough. I've talked enough crap to them, and I don't want to hear it back, honestly. Uh, So we start to exit, that's when the kickoff happens, and as we're walking out the gates, you hear the commotion of the stands, and that's the Emeka Amezi 64, 65-yard touchdown where it's like Carolina acted like they had just won the game when they made that field goal, but unfortunately for them, there's still time on the clock, and it's like they forgot that they had to play defense um, because Emeka Mezi was wide open down the left sideline, on the Tar Heels sideline. Uh, he could have walked into the end zone. Nobody would have caught up with him. I don't think anybody was in, within 10 yards of Amezi on that specific play. So, of course, the commotion draws me in. I'm right around the 50-yard line at that point. Of course, enough fans had left. I go into the stands, and then we're, we're there, baby. Onside kick. Let's see if this game can be extended. And guess what? The kicker himself, Chris Dunn, on Senior Day, delivers an awesome onside kick and recovers it himself. I don't, you don't see the kicker recover the onside kick very much. You don't see a lot of onside recoveries, and you certainly don't see the kicker recover it. Fast forward the tape a few seconds later in gameplay, a few penalties here and there, a couple first downs, and NC State quarterback Devin Leary finds Emeka Mezi in the end zone. He totally mossed the Carolina quarterback in the end zone. I mean, it was a total just completely went up and got it. Just played big boy football. That's what you've seen Emeka mezzi do all season. He was quiet for about 55 minutes in that 58 minutes if we're being really honest. I think what do you have one catch before uh before the final 2 minutes of the game, Matt? Maybe a couple. I know he had one catch at halftime. Yeah, he had, so he had th- three catches total or three at that point. Yeah,
1: total, but I mean, honestly, you're talking for like 40 yards.
0: And, of course, you know, there's still, time, there's still time on the clock at that point. There's still over a minute to go. Carolina, of course, needs a touchdown to win the game. But, you know, Carolina does have Sam Howell, and they were able to be effective on offense, although they weren't effective in the passing game um, consistently throughout the night. But in that moment with the energy in that stadium and the energy of the sideline, there was not a single morsel of my brain thinking that Carolina was about to drive down the field and win that game. I knew, like, I knew at that point. NC State had won that game because the defense was not going to pass up on that opportunity. They were going to soften up, give them everything underneath, and that's exactly what they did. Sam Howell has to throw a prayer in the end zone at the end of the game. It gets intercepted. The fans storm the field, and celebration ensues. So yeah, I did. I was on my way out, but I did catch the rest of it fortunately because I would have. I don't think I would have ever forgiven myself had I flown 2,000 miles only to stay there for three hours only to leave early and miss the best part. But thankfully it worked out. Tell us if you did the same. Tell us if you stayed. You can prove your fandom. And no lying, okay? Okay, there's plenty of eyewitnesses out there. But but Matt, do you fault Wolfpack fans if they left at that point?
1: Well, statistically, in, uh, UNC had a 99.9% chance of winning that football when, when Devin Lee really got, got sacked on first down. down. Uh, yeah, you not supposed to be over. Let's
0: let's be honest, we'll are analyzing the game. Carolina, let's
1: be honest. Carolina, Carolina blew it. it. UNC, UNC blew it. Blew the bottom line, line, they blew it. it. Now, now I will, I will argue we talked talk about, about this. this but my counter counterpoint to that was UNC was kinda of forcing it for about fifty seven minutes of that game. game. It was every break, break that that seemingly needed, needed, needed to happen was, was happening in UNC's favor. favor. Uh let's not forget UNC had a bye week to prepare for this game. They, they played, played a one-in-a-Wofford one team, rested, rested Sam Howell. Uh, they, had they had a bye, a bye week. week. And so they, they spent, spent two, two weeks. Like, we're not like naive enough to grow. know. I mean, it, it was, clear was clear if you looked at any, any part, of part of the Wofford game, game um, they, they spent, spent no time preparing for Wafford in their triple, and their triple option offense. offense. That's why Wafford ran for 200 yards on them. They spent two weeks preparing for NC State. We know that. It's not... We're when, when uh, not shocking, shocking news here. They'll, they'll never, never admit, admit it, it, I'm, I'm sure. sure, and yeah. yeah. But yeah, Mac, Mac Brown knows the importance of this game. game. Uh, incidentally, yeah, for all the talk that, that Mac, Mac Brown, Brown owns NC State, State he now, now goes back, back below 500, 500 all time against, against NC State, State, seven and eight, eight as a head, head coach against NC, against NC State. So not all of that at UNC. One of their losses was at Texas. When he took over at the head coach of Texas, so, um, so you, 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 look, everything <laughs> was set up for you and see. the fact that NC State was, was more short-handed than we thought, and I, you know, will say some more details later about how it unfolded, but there was one of those, you know, last-minute type things where NC State ended up being more short-handed than anticipated. throwing that the flu was going through the team. Uh, and, and that, that the ball was bouncing UNC's, UNC's way for 57 minutes. The last two, two minutes, minutes of the games, game, yeah, UNC yeah, blew it. it. I mean, and give NC State, State credit for taking advantage, advantage of it, but, but UNC, UNC blew it, and of course you don't blame fans, it. fans for, you know, you're going in a big game, game it ended, ended up, up not meaning as much um, um, as NC State, State fans would have hoped, hope, obviously, Boston College did NC State no favors, and kudos to Wake, Wake Forest, well-deserved Atlantic Division champion, even though I'm not I a believer that Wake Forest is much better than NC State. State. But, but with all, all that still that on the line on Friday, Friday night, night, and, you're, and you're, the, you're, it's, it's one of games, the, the, the NC, State NC State fans probably feel like they've seen way too much over the years, and I'm sure they will get ready to go to Twitter and the Wolf Den, Messy Board and unload. Of course I don't. I don't <laughs> Not necessarily That's, that's, that's a, frustrating, a frustrating. You were set, set up, up for a frustrating a loss. loss, and then, and then, a blown covers. So that's exactly what it was. It was, a, it was a cover two Safety bit on the the slot receiver. Corner is releasing because the corner was supposed to take the slot. Um, he releases the measure to the safety. The safety took the slot too. That leaves the um, and yeah, you saw a 64-yard touchdown. I have no idea, really, what the UNC player was doing on that onside kick. I kind of wondered if he, and I say this as a Carolina Panthers fan and a Cam Newton. Uh, I'm not a Cam Newton hater. I'm probably not a Cam Newton apologist on the other end of the spectrum. I'm in the middle when it comes to Cam Newton, but I would say pull to Cam Newton. I'm in the Super Bowl.
0: He made a business decision.
1: Yeah, yeah, and they decided he, he wasn't going to try to pick, pick up that guy fumble, but the guys are on his feet. I wondered if, if the UNC player was going, going for it, and he, and he saw the, the NC State, State players kind of diving for the ball, the ball, and he just kind of, at the last minute, jumped to avoid to it, having to it, his legs taken out from underneath and him, and in the process, jumped over jump the, jump football. the football. I don't, I, I do not know what he was thinking, to be honest with you, but poor execution on that. And then, and then they, they just, just fell apart. I know they're upset, upset with, with some of the flags, flags but live, I thought it was roughing the passer. Look at the replay, it's close, close. But it live, like it, it looked like, Lye like Lye rushing, Lye. roughing the passer. It looked like he got him high, right under the trench strap. And it looked, it looked like, like he, put, he put, uh, piled them into the to the, the ground. To the ground. Um, and then you yeah, had to pass interference. Was it uncatchable? It may have been. But if it was uncatchable, then it was one hell of a defensive hole. But Storm Duck was completely... On a double move by Devin by Carter. Carter and did what, what a good, good corner is to do, which is grab the hell out of the guy, <laughs> not, him, not let him score there because he knows that if they grab him, him. Devin Carter, Carter got, a got a touchdown over his head. head. So, you know, holding so holding a, a passing offense, pass whatever, UNC was imploded at that point. And actually, the safety on the touchdown made a good play. He just got beat. He read it, it may be a tad bit late reading it but he got there in time. He was in position was for the interception. interception. That was just, was just a, a fifth-year fifth year senior, Mecca Medji, six foot three, 220-some, 230 pounds. pounds. Older, Older guy, guy who has, has seen everything every and been through, through everything every in the in ACC, ACC, basically telling Cameron, Cameron Kelly, Kelly. Kelly. Sorry, sorry, this is my, my football. football. You're not getting get it. it. You know, and that's, that's the nice, nice it, I can possibly put, put what happened. Whatever.
0: He mo- he, mossed him. He mossed him. I mean, it, it, I would not be surprised to see that on. Uh, I forget. I think ESPN does that segment before Monday Night Football. Maybe tune in this Monday to see if Emeka and will get a feature on uh, You Just Got Mossed. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I agree with your point completely, Matt, in the sense that, you know, I'm not trying to take anything away from NC State. You, you tip your cap. You standing ovation for the Wolfpack to just not give up in that game. It's such an emotional game. It could have been, cause I didn't, you know, you can say what you want about the offense. You can say what you want about the defense. We'll get to all that. NC state did not play its best game for 60 minutes, but I thought it played, you know, good enough to be in a position to win at the end of the game. Clearly that, you know, that's why, that's, that's why you never quit. It's why, it's why there's 60 minutes in a football game. And, and, when you're dealing with college kids and you're dealing with you know, the, the emotions of a rivalry, it'd be really easy for that for NC State to have given up in that situation. To just run the clock out, feel sorry for itself, and accept its you know incoming defeat. But it didn't. It kept playing and 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 Carolina didn't keep playing. And you know, it's it sucks for them because they blew it. NC State has blown it several times in the past. As for the comment about the officiating, quite frankly, you know, being in the stands, it's really hard to tell. It's just really hard to tell if you know something's really a whole. It, you can't really tell how well a game is officiated from the stands. You really got to watch a game on TV because you got to get the close-up view. Um, but what would a Carolina fan tell an NC State fan who is complaining about officiating costing the Wolfpack a game. What would a Carolina fan tell an NC State fan? They'd probably give him a little head tap and say, "Oh, it's okay, little brother. Uh, tough luck. You know, classic NC State fan complaining about the ref." So, you know what? You know what really makes UNC fans the most angry when it comes to this rivalry? The worst uh, insult you could give a Carolina fan is that you're acting like an NC State fan right now that is something they never want to hear. They don't want to pick, they don't want to think that they are anything like NC State, but the funny thing is these football programs are like the Spider-Man meme. All-time success, you look at the track record, you look at all-time winning percentage. Yes, I know over 111 years that North Carolina has a winning football record over NC State all-time, but if you look at anywhere close to what the modern era of college football is or you know, to the point where we're looking at uniforms that are recognizable or a game that is rec- recognizable to today's college football, it's a 50-50 type of series. So, deliver. I mean, this is, like, I wrote in my column, this is why we are fans of college football. This is why you and I chose the profession that we did. We love the energy of these moments. It it's the best. It's the best. It's the best when you get to be a part of that. So it's if you're an NC State... And let me ask you this, Matt. I know there's disappointment with the loss of Boston College to Wake Forest today. And NC State fans obviously were Boston College fans today. They wanted the Eagles to win. Had they won, NC State would have been the ACC championship. But do you think the way this game unfolded maybe maybe lessens the sting percent. of that result today? It's almost like, yeah... It's okay. Wake Forest is just a better team than than Boston College. It's okay.
1: I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I think, and I think too, if you watched that game, you knew quite frankly by the first quarter that this BC team, you knew the reports about, you know, I didn't know what thirty players missed practice this week with the flu. Ten players were out of the game because they were still doing dealing with the flu. It's pretty clear that Phil Djokovic was not one hundred percent some of those throws he was making, there must have been something with his hand that made him, you know, that was the, the injury he had, and it was just, with the wind, he was just not effective. Um, he clearly was not a 100%. And so, uh, you're so happy about the wind, that uh, it's kind of like, ah, Obama could have been an ACC championship, but that was out of your control. I mean, that was what you surrendered when we lost that Wake Forest. And, you know, maybe a little bit of as time, if time goes, goes by, it might, might be, a be a little bit of uh, a that, that, that Miami game, man. but the Miami game wouldn't have mattered either, because we would, it would, would be still lost a head-to-head tiebreaker to Wake Forest. You know, this was just Wake Forest's year. That's yeah. a, I, you yeah. know, I don't, I don't necessarily, necessarily think that they're a great elite, elite team, team by any stretch of the imagination, and put up a and pretty a good defensive performance on on Saturday. But by and large, that defense is not good enough to be a great great team. But they do have a great offense. And, I, and think I think the stars, the stars aligned, aligned very, nicely very nicely for them this, this year. year. Um, uh, they're they're tip-your-hat hat to them. I do I think, think it lessens it a little, little bit for, it, for, for NC State. State. Yeah, yeah, to your point about the UNC-NC State, NC State, NC State rivalry, rivalry, I think, I think I've already been quick here. I think since, since the ACC's been around, it's 38-32 to now in favor of UNC. That's a 50-50 split. Since 2000, I think NC State now... Maybe 13 and 9 or 14 and 9 against UNC. So they've had a winning record since like 2000. Um, for old timers like me, who, you know, sometimes we forget this century's already already uh, 20% over. You know, it's a fifth of the way over. We're already over a fifth into the century. So, yeah, that's a good sample size. And this century, NC State's been a better football team than the UNC. And, and I think they were a better football team this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think, think the, ball the ball bounced UNC's way quite, quite a bit. I did. I, when it, I when it, NC State was up fourteen nothing, up, nothing I felt I UNC was forcing was it to be down fourteen. Nothing. And then you had—I'm to going to look it up real quick. You bear with me when that blocked punt happened. Um, it really. What the,
0: Oh, the the first down blocked punt. I think that was in the second quarter, Matt. Like early second quarter. Um, you yeah,
1: it yeah. down 14 to. Uh,
0: mm-hmm. 14 zip at that point.
1: 14 3. Okay. And uh, 14 3. Yeah, and that punt was from inside of their own 20. They were punting on fourth and four from the 15. And that punt takes a normal bounce, and it's probably falling somewhere down inside the 20. You know, and she stayed. At least League goes up 17 3, quite possibly up 21 3, and it completely, completely changes the projection of the game. It completely, completely changes it the trajectory, I should say, of the game. Yeah.
0: Uh, and there were some other
1: A drive after that, Sam Howard gets hit hard um, at the 24 yard line of NC State as he throws, and he throws a wounded duck up there. Yeah. Kamari Morales was the intended receiver he got his eyes on it the whole way. He battled him back to the football. If two NC State defensive players had managed to track the football, both of them would have been better positioned to get an interception on that play. Morales would have had to turn into a DB. And then Sam Howell scored on the next play on a six yard run because Morales came down with the pass. Daniel Joseph absolutely obliterated (laughs) Sam Howell from behind. Where did the ball, football bounce? right, right to, to the offensive lineman line heard Dave going, going said, the guy who watched, <laughs> you know, you could tell Dave Dorn's frustration in the post game right there, the guy who um, watched him get sacked, you, know, you know, standing stand there because he'd been beaten beat so, so badly, was basically, basically were able to jump on the football because it bounced right to him. Yeah, Jaquina had a pick six. Yeah, with what, about eight minutes to go in that game that would have put She State up in front. Did on they don't third and goal and, and UNC, UNC ends up, up kicking a field, field goal, goal to go up twenty seven, twenty-one. Just so, so many instances like that where, where things, things were going UNC's way for fifty seven minutes. And I go, I go back, back to this was a this defense, defense that was so shorthanded, so playing against, against a, team a team that had two weeks to prepare for you against, against a quarterback, quarterback who maybe wasn't a hundred percent, but he was also well rested. Um yeah. Same on UNC, quite frankly, for not finishing this baby, baby off. It was, they, baby they, were, baby they were given a gift from the football gods to pull off this win, off this much, to much to the, the agony, agony of NC, NC State, State fans. fans and it was like the, the football gods ride at the last minute said, no, nah, no, nah, you guys don't do this.
0: And it would have given Mac Brown an opportunity to make chicken salad out of chicken you-know-what from this season. Just it, It'd be a lot easier to once again win the offseason by saying, oh, we went seven and five, winning record. You can go maybe win a bowl game, eight and five. Seems like when you have eight wins, it seems like you're a better team than you really were, maybe. And you beat your in-state opponents. We're the you know so-called state champions. Everybody likes to trade off that term when they actually beat you know everybody else in the state. But but no, there's there's no way to put a bow on this season for UNC. It was an epic failure for North Carolina. Anybody that is projected to finish in the top ten of both the AP and the coaches poll in the preseason, you'd expect their floor to be, you know, top twenty-five at least, eight wins at least, especially when you play in the ACC Coastal. So six and six, and you got into a bowl with a Wofford win. Congrats, enjoy it. Um, anyways, yeah,
1: they're, 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 I, think I think they're, they're better, better than. than, than they like I, I I think if you look at UNC at and you look, look at their, their season, season have to, have to, you have, have to to cheers cheers request request request. the question to I And mean, that's just the bottom line. I don't, I don't, I don't know the ins and outs and out of UNC, but that's a team that team lost, lost to Pittsburgh in overtime, lost to NC State in the most improbable fashion, fashion, and beat Wake, Wake Forest, Forest at home. They're probably the three best teams in the ACC, along with Clemson, right? And they clearly can hang with those teams.
0: Mm-hmm. They have the talent.
1: Yeah. Sounds Sound like, like to the, me that I think that they, you know, they got to look a long, hard look at that coaching performance this year. But Sam Howell going to the pro. What a what a warrior performance, by the way, from Sam Howell. Yeah, you know, even if you're an NC State fan, he you took your hat off.
0: He didn't look hurt. <laughs> he he might have been in pain, and it, he took some hits, man. He took yeah. he took some hits.
1: Yeah, and he played his butt off. And you know, he'd, likely he'd like going to go into the pros and in and three, three years, UNC, UNC went 21 and 16 with him as their quarterback. And that's, that's you're going to look, look back on that. Much like, like NC State fans, like fans probably look back at Russell Wilson, Wilson and wonder how did, how did we not win man, an ACC title with Philip Rivers? How did we not win an ACC title with those guys at quarterback? Two potential Hall of Famers in the NFL. I don't know how it'll end up being that good in the NFL. We'll see. But, uh, Certainly in my lifetime the best quarterbacks UNC's ever had.
0: And I mean the numbers the numbers suggest he is the best all time quarterback there. Uh, yeah, they did go to an
1: orange bowl, but they kinda of backdoored into that. It wasn't necessarily, you know, the traditional get the orange bowl. And in the other two regular seasons they went six and six that I mean, day Again, that's a wasted, wasted opportunity, opportunity on their part. That's their problem, and that's not NC State's problem. Um, and
0: so, should yeah. we look? We've been, you know, talking about the rivalry. You know, taking our taking our shots at UNC. Um, let's let's maybe talk a little bit about where we could be constructive, constructively critical of the Wolfpack's performance on Friday night. Because, as I mentioned, Matt, I 100 percent agree with your point that you said NC State's just a better team than UNC this year. The only you want to know how you can you know, come to that conclusion. NC State won a game where it it probably gave a C plus. You know, to take out the two, first 2 minutes of the game and the last 2 minutes of the game, we're really more talking about like a C minus type of performance. And that's probably being generous. Carolina on the other hand, really had to deliver an A, A A-plus performance to be in this game to even get itself to that point. And when you look at the rosters, I mean, NC State was really banged up. It was a team that even, you know, flu or no flu, it was already a banged-up team. You look at that defense that's gone through so many injuries, I don't think we really give it enough credit for the way this defense has continued to deliver. Yes, you've seen some cracks in the armor against the stronger offenses like Wake Forest, like North Carolina, with those absences of linebackers like Isaiah Moore and Peyton Wilson. But you, know, you, look, at, you look at the other sideline, Carolina had a pretty healthy roster um, to, to field yesterday. So, you know, a banged-up team, given an average, maybe a little bit below average performance for most of that game, ending up beating a team that gives its A performance. I think it's fair to say that Team A is a better team. Um, but as for the you know parts that Kind of made me scratch my head a little bit just looking at the stat box after the game. 297 rushing yards for North Carolina, Matt. Um, what do you make of that? Because NC State's run defense has been excellent all season, and unfortunately, this outlier of a game is really going to skew the in season statistics. Where, you know, if we're going to do a season reflection type of story, we could look back and say NC State had the you know, 12th ranked rushing defense this season. This is going to drop them a little bit because of this outlier here. There had been no game this season where NC State had gotten burnt like that on the ground. Now, I understand from a schematic standpoint, they were selling out against the pass. They wanted to make Carolina beat them on the ground, I suppose. I think they just thought that they were a good enough tackling team that even if you play more towards a protective against the pass type defense, you can still make plays and still be able to stop the run with enough effectiveness to to win the ball game. What, do you, what, what did you see that led to, I mean, yes, there were some great runs by Carolina. You have to tip your cap to some of those runs as well, but it just was not a sharp run def- defensive performance for NC State yesterday.
1: I was at work to be uh, here. Look at the three teams that had modest to good success running the football uh, you're, you're going to notice the pattern. Syracuse ran for 170 yards, 5.2, 5.2 yards per K. Most Both of did that, that, a, that, that number kind of skewed because about what? Half of that came on two plays. Two Over half of that came on two, two plays. Two um, you move, move those two, two plays, plays and then the, the number get way down. down. Uh, Louisville, 41K, <S 41K <S for 215, 215 yards, 5.2 yards, 5.2 yards a k. UNC, 40K, uh, 41K, 297, 297 yards, 7.2 yards a k. You know, you know where, where, what the, the common denominator? You know, three teams, those were the three, those three, three, teams, three teams that NC State play played that had a legitimate running threat, just quarterback. Yeah, and Sam Howe, I think he may he end up close to a thousand, thousand yard rushing, rushing right, somewhere, somewhere in the, in the ballpark, ballpark of that. Of that. Uh, Garrett yeah, Schrader and Malik, Malik Cunningham are among the leaders of rushing, too. I think that QB run game gave NC State defense some problems. I think the bounce back. Run, the, the cutback, cutback run that, that UNC, UNC got, got some big yardage where they run running back, and you know, NC State, State sometimes do what we cross slants to defense, defense, which is the basically, they kind of, not to not say guess, is a, a bad word, word but, but they, they read, read their read keys and, and, and slant towards toward what where the run is expected to be. Sometimes, sometimes that, opens that opens you up, up to cutback lanes to that you see in the zone blocking schemes a lot. And the key to offsetting that is having good tackling. And if it's not a good tackling game. By entry state, I think they would be the first to tell you that they missed some tackles. I don't know if the navy blue pants for UNC had some uh Vaseline on them or something like that, to make, you know, made the more pack players just seemed to bounce off of them. Um, so yeah, I give you, I think the main thing you have to do is give UNC credit that they were physical, they're running back British books, ran hard, somehow ran hard, and sometimes. Have to say we weren't physical yeah. enough, and the yeah. NC State yeah. was yeah. not physical enough against the run on defense. So, and yeah. quite, and quite frankly, frankly, on the, the other, other side, they were, were physical running run the football. Run, and I think my 2nd credit—what would the term um, you
0: use? Constructive Const- criticism. Constructive maybe. criticism
1: uh, would be that yeah. there, there was no we reason why the band Knights had had nine Ks in this game. Yeah when he ran for 69 yards and in 7.7 yards a K. For that matter, Ricky Post ran 11 times for 63 yards, 5.7 yards a K. You know the number of times that those two running backs were hit in the backfield and stopped for a loss? Zero.
0: zero. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't remember it. Uh, <laughs> so that, and even you had a reverse,
1: to say a got up 11 yards, so you're 21 times you grew up a design run, you're running the, the ball really, really good. That's 143, 143 yards, yards on those 20, 21 k And again, yeah, you, end you end up throwing 31 passes. passes. Lewis Lewis gets credit with 8-1, but I think only one of them was a design, design that he actually, actually kept, kept on an RPO. Most of those were sacks and one was a, one scramble. Was a scramble. So it so goes to show you that they like called up to 39. To 39. Well, I mean, it's just... They did a little bit head-scratching when you know that you can run the football and you're not to do it. And the, the, the touchdown drive they had in the second half to stop the bleeding was on the strength of the running game.
0: <laughs> yeah, how'd they get there?
1: Yeah. So that would be my other constructive criticism was, yeah, I get where the run, the run game was struggling in ACC play. I get it. They did not run well against BC and Miami and Florida State um, and Louisville. Ran and awful Louisville. against Louisville. But that doesn't mean you abandon it, which they kind of did. Not necessarily in the Syracuse game. I think that was a product of the pace of the game and how it played out. But against Wake and UNC, two bad run defenses, I think there were the room to run and NC State didn't take advantage of it.
0: Well, particularly when Devin Leary's not having his signature, you know, productive night this season it's you know you look at his final stats 19 of 30 247 yards four touchdowns you think that's a pretty darn good game but then when you take into consideration that let's see what 80 of those yards and two of those touchdowns were on two throws in the final two minutes one of which is a wide open Mecca Emezi and the last of which oh, yeah, and, and I certainly credit Devin Leary for throwing, you know, 50-50 ball to allow Amecha Eze to go up and make that pass. That's what you got to do if you're the quarterback. It was a great pass. But, you know, if we were going to we're going to give some credit on that play, I think you got to give a little bit a little bit more to mezzi who just went up and got it. Um, not to not, you know, not a knock on Leary. I don't think he played bad. He didn't throw picks he you know he's normally a pretty high completion percentage guy it wasn't as high as it normally is you know prior to the you know last two minutes of the game he's probably somewhere a little bit less than 60 percent he's normally 65 70 um but you know on a night where it's just not really going in the passing game and you're just moving the chains every time you run the ball i don't know maybe we'll maybe we'll see uh Maybe we'll see some running in the bowl game, wherever that is. Speaking of which, Matt, with your early intel, where do you think the Wolfpack will be playing to finish its 2021 season for a chance to win 10 games in a single season for the second time in program history?
1: I had to guess I think Orlando's the best bet. Uh, I know a lot of Clemson fans are thinking they can go to Orlando. the best source... My buddy Joe Giglio is the best source when it comes to bowl games. He's pretty convinced he stayed likely headed to Orlando. But things change.
0: Is that the Cheez-It Bowl?
1: That's the Cheez-It Bowl. I believe it's December 29th. Don't quote me on that. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, the winner of Wake Forest Pittsburgh will head to a New Year's Six Bowl. Uh, lose loser. It'll be more interesting to see where they end up. Yeah, San, Diego San Diego could be a possibility, a possibility for him. State as well. well. I'll wait for it. Probably I had more on the, line, on the line if we're being frank about it because you know, they have the potential to kind of fall quite a bit, quite a bit in the bowl, bowl pecking order if they, they don't, don't win the ACC championship, championship game, even though they had the best record of all the teams in the ACC this year. But um, it's just a product of the fam being a small alumni base and a small school and a small name recognition.
0: I doubt they'd send Wake Forest to the West Coast.
1: Yeah. Uh, you're not
0: you're not going to sell tickets. I mean, they're probably not going to sell tickets anyways, but you're really not going to sell tickets to Wake Forest fans.
1: I, do. I uh, There have been some people picking Jacksonville. I see that happening. I think NC State, Jacksonville have done NC State twice in the last three years. They're
0: not going to do that again. I mean, I know the Gator Bowl is a good bowl, but I, as a – spectator i i don't want to see that it's like you've been there done that it anything it, just something different just something different for the players too i mean it bowls are supposed to be a fun experience this is going to be their last time together as a team this p- specific team that is uh, you know we'll, we'll see who ends up coming back who's leaving we'll get into all that down the road um but it's supposed to be a fun fun time you get to spend the week away and you know, go to the amusement parks and get gifts and all that good stuff. And you lost out on a lot of that too last year with the pandemic. Um, so maybe, you know, that could be a reason where uh, maybe the Gator Bowl would be a little bit more fun because we could actually do things. But like you said, Matt, two, two times in the past three years, I, I selfishly, of course, I'm rooting for the holiday bowl in San Diego. Uh, cause that's a, you know, that's a, that's a quick, that's a quick flight for me. Um, and
1: yeah, I, I, I think, I think Clemson, Clemson might be, be Gator Bowl, a bowl choice, choice, and Dayton, Sugar Bowl, Pitt, yeah, Wake winner. Yeah,
0: Clemson. They, they could sell a ton of tickets putting Clemson against an SEC team drivable from yeah. South Carolina.
1: Yeah. Uh, so so that kind that's kind of my high thinking, high thinking high right high now. High if Wake, wake loses, maybe they, they go to Charlotte um, for, for the Duke, Duke Mayo. Mayo I think they were just Duke there last year, year so that may influence. That thinking as well, so a lot to be figured out. I, I think in two states if my guess is right now Orlando. If it's not Orlando, my second guess would be San Diego or Charlotte. But we'll see. We'll see how it all plays out.
0: Well, we will have another pod. We'll be talking about it more on the next podcast. I'm sure we'll do a. Uh, I'm sure we'll do at least one more before the Bulls get announced. If not, we'll do one after the bowl gets announced. We'll start talking about that. Um, but let's let's give out game balls and get out of here, Matt, because I'm watching on my phone screen over here a great Iron Bowl between Auburn and Alabama. It looks like it's going to be heading into triple overtime down there in Jordan O'Hare. Uh, Matt, who's your game ball?
1: The backer. Yeah, uh,
0: yeah, how can you not give it banker. to him? No. Yeah.
1: I, mean, I I don't need to tell you this, man. you got, you got me to so pre- with the now I'm ready to wrap this up so I'm going to a here. You all, you all know why
0: Yeah yeah if I wanted to save time I'd tail it uh but I got to give got to give a shout out to my guy Daniel Joseph Senior Day that's definitely his last game in Carter Finley Stadium he's an old man now uh 10 total tackles four solo one and a half sacks both of them tackles for loss and a forced fumble and the man was delivering some hits to uh Mr. Sam Howell over there is going to make for a long, sore weekend for Mr. Howell before he gets ready for the NFL Draft. That's going to do it for this podcast. We're going to go watch the Iron Bowl, and we can't wait to talk about NC State some more here in the upcoming week. Reminders, subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts, Apple, Spotify, Google Play. We're also on YouTube. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Give this video a thumbs up. Drop a comment. Remember, tell me if you left that stadium or if if you stayed and you still believed. You were a true believer with a 99.9% chance of losing. Um, and follow us on social media, at the Wolfpacker on Twitter is our main account. You can follow me personally, at Justin H. Will on Twitter. Give us a like on Facebook, NC State Wolfpack, on the Wolfpacker.com. And lastly, go to on3.com. That's where the Wolfpacker is now. It's the latest and greatest college football database, fan site, mega- media presence on the internet, everything you want to know about college football is there. Go to Wolfpacker.com. Take advantage of a $1 deal, a full year of premium content on the On3 network for just a dollar. Go do it. You heard Matt, the man stayed up until 3 a.m. last night, woke up at the crack of dawn, kept riding, and when he was done riding, he only took a quick breath to go get a coffee so that he could go to PNC Arena and cover NC State versus Louisiana Tech on rivalry college football weekend. If that's not dedication, I don't know what is. Go support this man, Matt Carter, because he is the <laughs> best in the freaking biz. And he was there last night. He's good luck charm for the pack. So is I. You know, it, games that we're both in, when we're both in Carter-Friendly Stadium, Matt, NC State's undefeated. Red and white game in NC State-UNC in the past year. One class. So, closing up.
1: One, one clap, closing up. Yeah, Justin didn't bring it up, and it deserves to be noted. Somebody correctly picked the score of this game, thirty-four to thirty, which I believe is the only time all season either one of us nailed the final score in the game. So.
0: <laughs> and read my recap too. You'd you'd love my analysis in the prediction even better than you did before the game, knowing the end result, because I called North Carolina Wake Forest light. Their offense is good, but their defense sucks, and I was so right about it. They're Wake Forest light. So there you go. NC State fans, enjoy it. Enjoy this moment. You don't get to live this every day. So anyways, everyone have a happy Thanksgiving. We will be back soon. Thank you for listening. For Matt Carter, this is Justin Williams, and this has been the Wolfpacker Podcast.